Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. Tony, Sister Jean from Loyola is about to publish her memoir at 103 years old. Tony Kornheiser, well, I just hope I have that kind of energy when I'm 103 in, you know, five years. I hope so. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Maybe you get a mention. You think you get a mention in Sister Jean's memoir? Maybe, just perhaps? I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, oh, okay. there was that time at the Halloween party when we were kids. But, you know, I don't know that she would remember the way I do. Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. In today's episode, Nikola Jokic lines up his third straight MVP. Shohei gets asked about his future. And Brian Windhorst joins us for five good minutes. But we begin today with the state of college basketball. The number one team, Alabama, lost last night to Tennessee. That is the eighth loss by a number one team this season. That's tied for the most ever. And we've got about three weeks left. Purdue lost three times as number one, and once they stayed at number one anyway. Wilbon, are you finding this college basketball season fun or frustrating? Fun, 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 Tony. Because you turn on at night and you don't know what the hell's going to happen. I turn on last night and, and, and you get that graphic on how another number one team going down, in this case, Alabama. And I, and I know you love super teams. You love great college teams. I do. But Tony, it's over for that. I do. It's, Tony, it's done. There haven't been any great teams for 20 years. I, I know Anthony Davis had a great Kentucky team, and it was a great Duke team, kind of, sort of. But the greatest Kentucky and Duke teams were 20 and 30 years ago. you got to have people stay four years, right? you got to have, you know, Grant Hill and Leitner. That's a great team. You know, you got to have Patrick Ewing. That's a great team. Akeem Olajuwon, three years. Those were great teams. Tony, there are no more great teams. So if you're not going to have great teams and you don't, then let's have a crazy race. Let's have disorder. Let's have chaos. Let's have Cinderella's. That's self-serving for me. I'm wearing purple today. You know what that means. Right, I'm looking at my right, team, right. Northwestern, beyond the number seven line from Joe Lenardi, a team that nobody picked to even make the tournament in November. So let's have chaos. It includes more people. Most importantly, your great teams, they're none of them. They're ineligible. Yeah, so I'm happy for you. Northwestern has done a great job. They not only beat Purdue at number one, then they beat Indiana. They are in the tournament. My school, Binghamton, is second in the American East. You're getting in. You're getting in, big boy. But even with that, I am unraveled by this season. You know me a long time. I color inside the lines. This is hard for me. When number one teams go down every day, it seems. We start with North Carolina. They were the number one team. Now they are unranked. Duke, unranked. Kentucky, unranked. Villanova, unranked. Kansas, five losses. Gonzaga, five losses. So I hear what you are saying, but what is that word to be discombobulated? I am discombobulated by this whole thing. I would love to root for Northwestern, but I have this fear that if I get involved with Northwestern, they will lose in the first round. And I don't want to spend a lot of money on purple stuff to go out in one round. I just don't want to do that. You know, I guess so. I'll give you some purple. I got plenty of it. Now to the NBA where Nikola Jokic is favored to 
win his third straight MVP, at least at the moment. An ESPN straw poll of 100 media members, I didn't get polled for this, has Jokic earning 77 first place votes, seven times more than Giannis, who's in second. Only three players in NBA history have won three straight MVPs. Bird, Russell, that would be Bill, and Wilt. Tony, at what point should we expect a title, an actual championship from Jokic? Well, how about now? I mean, he's only been to one Western Conference final. That was in the bubble, and they lost to the Lakers. On this run of MVPs, he hasn't been there. So what, what are we talking about here? We're talking about Mike Trout. We're talking about a really great player who doesn't win. And the difference between baseball and basketball is that a great player in basketball has a disproportionate share of ability to make a team win. Let's go to the three guys who were three in a row MVPs, okay? So one is Bill Russell in 61, 62, and 63. And then he won three championships in those years. Three. Will Chamberlain, 66, 67, 68. He won one, but he's up against Russell all those years. Larry Bird... Is it uh, 84, 85, 86? 45, 86. Two championships. Two championships, and then he loses to Magic Johnson. So in the finals. So to me, I'm sorry, but Jokic does not compare to these people. And to me, this is the MVP that becomes empty hardware. And, Mike, I don't even care that much about the MVP in, in this regard. LeBron hasn't won that in 10 years. Are you kidding me with this? I mean, come on. Stop it. Tone. I don't want to call it empty because I think that Jokic is legit MVP previously so far, even though I didn't vote for him, one of them. I voted for Embiid last year, and I don't know yet. It's too early. The, the, the problem, Tony, is people do these people paint by numbers who vote, a lot of them. Not all of them. I vote. And I'm not going to paint by numbers. I'm going to try to assess impact. That's what I always think about MVP in any sport. How do you impact the league your team, the sport in general. Jokic is certainly in my top three, but I'm not going to sit here and say he's light years ahead of Giannis or Jason Tatum. I'm not going to say that. Durant has been injured and out, and so maybe he slipped back a little bit and he's got a new team. But, Tony, a lot of this is paint by numbers, and it it offends me. It it makes me angry that this When should we expect a title? When should we expect a title from this guy? Now. This is a very important question. Yeah, now, he's, he's, he's averaging a triple-double. He's a great player. I'm not trying to deny that. Last year when he won Murray. a title, his team, I believe, he, he finished sixth. And then they went out in the first round. So to me, there when are Murray people that are hurt. more valuable. Uh, okay, so, you know, he's got you Murray carry now. the team he's on your him. back. You carry yeah. the team on your back. I mean, that's that's the way this thing works. I mean, you, if you're the MVP in a league, you got to, I think you got to do better Agreed. than that. Or else you have the Agreed. Aaron Rodgers question, where Aaron Rodgers has four MVPs, and he hasn't gotten back to the Super Bowl. And Tom Brady has fewer MVPs, and he gets there and he wins. We turn now to baseball and the true unicorn in that sport, Shohei Otani. He's the most valuable property in baseball. His contract with the Angels is up at the end of this year, and he was noncommittal about his future there when he spoke today. When asked whether he was open to a contract extension with the Angels, Otani said, I'm quoting here, as of now, I'm an angel, and that's all I want to focus on, unquote. Wilbon, if you ran the Angels, would you be encouraged or discouraged by Otani's comment? I would pay no attention to Otani's comments. I pay attention to what my team can do with Otani. Can my team be good enough to interest him, to compel him to want to stay? I understand that this business that you and I are in depends largely on sound bites. I don't give a damn. 
There's way too much sound out there that is worthless. And I get it. You, you want to hear what guys have to say. You ask them. You and I have been asking guys questions like this for 100 years between us. It doesn't mean jack. That's right. If, they, if they're 12 or 14 games under 500 when we get to the All-Star break, they may have to deal him, and it won't matter what he said when pitchers and catchers report, which is in some places today. Doesn't mean anything. Okay, so I'm going to take the other point of view. I want to go back over that quote. As of now, I'm an angel. This reminds me of a couple of years ago when the general manager of Los Angeles Rams was asked about his quarterback, Jared Goff. And I believe that exact quote was, at this moment, he's a Ram. And we all know how that ended because he was shipped out a little while ago. Um, Otani, the bidding is going to start for him at $400 million and it's probably going to get over $500 million at some point. He's, he, he's out there every single day. He either pitches or he hits. He's a tremendously valuable property. The Angels are hard to figure out, Mike. The owner has spent money. They've got Trout. They've got Otani. They've got Anthony Rendon. He they got the money. Team up for sale they got he, money. He withdrew it because he didn't think he was getting anywhere near what he should get. What we don't know, Mike, is the relationship between Otani and the owner. Does that help keep him or hurt him? You're 100% right. If they win games, they make the playoffs. And Trout said this himself. That will change it. But we don't know That'll if that's going to happen. Let's take a break. Coming up, why did Kevin Durant want to become a son? We're going to ask Brian Windhorst. And is LeBron's excitement about the new look Lakers justified? They got to win. Otani's out games. there every Keep day. It. Yeah. Every day. Well, pitching it's or on hitting. him too. Finished it's second on him too. in the MVP, fourth in the Cy Young. Babe Ruth yeah. didn't do that. Babe Ruth didn't do no. both when he was with the Yankees. But he won. He didn't do that. Yeah, he did. He did both. Oh, yeah. He did both. Not every he day, didn't pitch he every did fourth day. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part? Each transaction is a step toward a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code PTI. That's code PTI. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. It's the eve of the NBA's All-Star break, which makes it a perfect time to bring in our great friend, senior NBA writer, Brian Windhorst. I just think that they devalue you with senior. I mean, I think you should be a Viscount or an Earl or something better than that. Anyway, we move on. A Duke. Here we go. Yeah, the Suns introduced Kevin Durant today. 
You and Ramona Shelburne have reported that Kevin Durant very much wanted to be a son. Why was that? The genesis of all super teams, Tony, is pretty much Team USA. And the relationship that Kevin Durant has with Devin Booker, which is something he was attracted to, especially as things fell apart in Brooklyn, was where this came from, um, especially in Tokyo when those guys got together a couple of years ago. Those guys, it, it wasn't quite the Orlando bubble um, that they had. I mean, we had vaccines at that point. We was a little bit more confidence. But in Japan, they had a complete lockdown. I was there. And so those teams pretty much were in the hotel or the gym. And definitely Devin Booker and Kevin Durant bonded there. They were key members of that team. Durant was heroic in carrying that team to the gold medal. That was a real accomplishment. Booker came right out of the finals, and to be able to pivot to that and get that gold medal, he played well later in the Olympics. And they kept in touch, and I believe they even worked out with each other last summer. And so I think when Durant looked for something that was not Brooklyn, um, and also it helped that there was a brand-new owner that, frankly, was willing to pay more than the old owner was in terms of, of trade value, it sort of, sort of aligned itself um, and we'll see whether this marriage with this, you know, his preferential pick like he did with Kyrie actually works this time instead of the Kyrie experience. Well, we apparently have a happy Kevin Durant here in the Valley, Brian, and we have a happy LeBron. More than a week ago when I talked to him, he was already excited about the stretch run, these final 25 games of what the Lakers could do. And then they made the changes. And now he seems really happy with the changes of what he thinks the Lakers can do. What do you think, Brian? It's a short stretch run. Bell lap we're already in. Um, is LeBron, and with these changes, are they going to make this work? Yeah, so this is actually a roster that LeBron and Anthony Davis can work with. They have some guys who can shoot. They have some guys who can be athletic on defense. I mean, they're starting now Jared Vanderbilt, uh, and that's a huge relief to LeBron. You never thought I'd ever say Jared Vanderbilt is a relief to LeBron. But that's where they were with what they had to do defensively. It eases LeBron. They actually have a guy they can bring off the bench now, Rui Hachimura. I mean, I don't think he said it for the Hall of Fame, but he is a quality player that they bring off the bench. It's a real roster now. No offense to the previous Laker incarnation, but there was a bunch of minimum guys. You were relying on three or four minimum guys at any night. This is now a team that, in my view actually is a team that would be a bona fide playoff team. Not number one or number two, but they'd be a top six team if this is what the Lakers roster looked like back in October. The problem is that they played 50 games with the bad roster, and so they got to carry that like a millstone around their neck. They can't get rid of those games. They only are two games back of the play-in. I don't think that their realistic chance is to get above that. I think anything in that play-in would be an accomplishment for that team. They've got 20 games, and if LeBron can keep that foot healthy and making him have less pressure on defense with more support there, they think they got a shot. All right, let's move across the country to a place you know fairly well, Cleveland, Ohio, and Kevin Love. And I'm kind of surprised by the buyout details of what apparently is going to happen with Cleveland and Kevin Love. Where would he go, Brian, and why couldn't the Cavaliers – given what they need and having perhaps a senior leader-type player on that team who has value, why, why, why do the Cavs want to get rid of them? Yeah, Michael, this is a complicated one. So basically, the Cavs stopped playing Kevin Love 12 games ago 
because he just wasn't hitting shots. He, 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 was, he, he was second in the six-man voting last year, okay? He got three first-place votes for six-man last year. They were kind of hoping for that this year, and he started out okay. He hurt his thumb, and he just he couldn't make a shot for a month. They took him out of the lineup, and they started playing great. They're 9-3 in their last 12 games. They've been the number one defense in that time. They've been the number five offense in that stretch. Like, they kind of were like, Kevin, we're not going to play you right now. And, you know, he's a veteran, and he's played 15 years, and he's played nine years in Cleveland. And you know and I know that NBA seasons are long, and something could have changed, or there could have been an injury in two weeks or, 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 or less, but he didn't want to wait. So he went to the team and said, I would like to be bought out. And I don't think they were thrilled to hear this. But I don't think that they intended to change up what was working. So now they've got to work this out. I do think there's interest in him. Even though he's not having a good year, I, to be honest with you, I had two or three teams immediately call me looking for background information on Love. And I'm sure that they were already doing their research with the, with the, 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 the primary sources. So um, I think Miami is very interested in him. They need size and shooting. I think Phoenix, where James Jones was his teammate on 2016 Cavs title team, is interested in him. But if you're the Cavs, you might play the Heat in the first round. How can you cut Kevin Love and pay him to potentially play against you? So what's a little bit interesting here is, will the Cavs negotiate any kind of parameters to try to make Kevin Love go west when he ends up finding a new team? Desert, Kevin. Thank you, Brian. Never have enough Kevins in the desert. We love that. I don't know what the count is on Kevin's in the desert. I suspect it's probably about 15 to 18. Thank you, Brian, as always. Thanks, Brian. Thank you. That was great. Let's take one last break. Still to come, Russell Westbrook reportedly has options. I don't think the desert. I don't think the desert for Russell. We don't need any Russes, I don't think. Should Joel Embiid even think about playing in the All-Star game? Kevin Love, that'd be desert. a nice fit. Come on out. I could Look use what we desserts, got here. Actually. We got Sun. Yeah. We got Saguaro. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets but expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Happy time, people. Happy 51st birthday, Jerome Bettis. The Hall of Fame running back is best known as a Pittsburgh Steeler, but Bettis was drafted out of Notre Dame by the Rams. 
In fact, Bettis was Offensive Rookie of the Year in 1993 for the Rams. The Rams had an overload of running backs and traded Bettis to the Steelers, essentially for a fourth-round pick, a trade known in Pittsburgh as the Steel of the Century. Bettis played 10 seasons in Pittsburgh, and he was on their Super Bowl championship team in 2006. Bettis was an old-fashioned power back, nicknamed the Bus. He finished with 13,662 yards and 91 touchdowns. You can see him in that Chips commercial where he yanks the couch Eli is sitting on out of the house and Peyton says, I'm calling mom. Okay, that's a great commercial. Not that junk, other junk on Super Bowl Sunday you slurp up. That's a great commercial. The bus, I get to see him. One of the nicest people I've ever met in 40 years of covering sports. Bus, you know, the desert's calling your name. I'm just saying. Happy anniversary, Larry Brown. On this day 22 years ago, as head coach of the 76ers, Larry won his 1,000th game as a professional coach. He finished with 1,098 NBA wins, still good for eighth all-time. But you need to count Larry's 229 wins in the ABA and his 262 wins coaching UCLA, Kansas, and SMU in college. That's 1,589 wins, kids. Larry's the only coach to win an NCAA title, Kansas, and an NBA title, Detroit. He became a coach 51 years ago when he was 31 with the Carolina Cougars. He has coached Denver, the Nets, San Antonio, the Clippers, Indiana, the 76ers, Detroit, the Knicks, and Charlotte. He's been everywhere, man. He's been everywhere. And the best coaching he ever did was at Camp Kiuma where he kept me on the bench all game. I was terrible. <laughs> I have asked Larry Brown about you, and he has said, quote, Tony was coachable. I've also asked Julius Irving. He said you had a pretty good jump shot in and around Long Island and in those camps. That, that's quite an endorsement from two guys in the Hall of Fame, so stop sandbagging. A melancholy trail is to Tim McCarver. First as a top-flight catcher and then as a top-notch broadcaster, Tim McCarver's professional baseball career spans six decades. McCarver died today at age 81. McCarver caught Bob Gibson on the Cardinals and Steve Carlton on the Phillies over a 21-year career in the majors. He was on two World Series champions in St. Louis, and when his playing days were over, he went into the broadcast booth. He was on NBC's Game of the Week, ABC's Monday Night Baseball, CBS's National Game, and ultimately 23 straight World Series broadcasts, most of them on Fox with Joe Buck. McCarver was a guest on this program and always a delight. He was quick, he was smart, he was funny. What else is there? Tone, you know, I feel I've been fortunate in my life being able to listen to UB Brown and Tim McCarver. And they're not the only two, but they, they just, you know, when you're around and you hear the stories, I would rather listen to Tim McCarver than watch some games, maybe a lot of games. McCarver was, you're so right, better storyteller than McCarver about baseball in our yeah. lifetimes? Come on now. There just wasn't. Yeah. Treasure. Yeah, and again, he caught Gibson and then he caught Carlton. One yeah. omission. A district attorney in Texas dropped domestic violence charges against former Texas head coach Chris Beard after the alleged victim wished not to prosecute, and we move to the big finish. Let's do it. Joel Embiid, your boy, says he's hurting, might not play in the All-Star game. <sighs> what should he do? Take this week, take next week, dog days of February, but Philly needs to finish second. They really do, and I don't know if that's possible anyway. The NFL Network reports Rex Ryan is the top candidate for the Broncos' defensive coordinator opening. Is he a good fit? He was very, very good at that job. He's been away from football and on TV for six or seven years, but he was good at that. Russell Westbrook has reportedly communicated with the Clippers, Wizards, Bulls, and Heat. What is the best fit? 
The Clippers, man, they could be formidable. And I think Russ fits in there. It looks like, at least on paper, the Celtics have removed the interim tag from Joe Mazzulla and given him a contract extension. Your thoughts? He's the best own, unknown story in sports. That team was going to collapse without Udoka. 34-year-old kid held them together. They got the best record in the NBA. Good for him. Last one, women's college hoops. Florida at number one, South Carolina. You're not smelling upset, are you? No, I'm not saying South Carolina's going to undefeated through the whole season and the tournament. I'm not saying that. But no, I ain't smelling an upset now. South Carolina playing too, too, too well. All right, I'll say that. They'll go undefeated and win. We're out of time. We'll try and do better the next time. And I'm Tony Kornheiser. I'm Mike Wilbon. Same time tomorrow, Knuckleheads. You can get the podcast or on the app or Apple Podcast. Hey, in Evanston, purple and white. Forget that black gothic. Purple and white. That's what we wear. Here's SportsCenter. PTI. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.